Warning, me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No, why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Tress, what are you drinking? Today I am drinking Nespresso Decaf Milazio. I'm probably putting that <laughs> wrong. I don't know. I don't know how to say any of the names. Um, it's a good thing I didn't buy those um, pods that time in Starbucks. Why? Remember I was with you because <laughs> I don't Why? know what machine I had. You have the Nespresso. I, I, no, but like, there's all these. Th- th- the machines are different. No, they're not. Dan said they are. No, this we have a Virtuo. Yeah, they're, no, they're all the exact same. They all take the exact same pods. They're all virtual. Though, then why give one a name like Virtuo? Well, I have to buy the Virtuo Malazio decaf pods. No, he I, <laughs> no. Virtuo. So you have a Nespresso machine, like brand name Nespresso. Yeah, yeah, but it's called the Virtual. No, that has Google to do with it. will our Nespresso do Nespresso? Let me cut this out. No, all Nespresso pods are the exact same. That's what I thought. They are. Take Even the big pods. machines and the little machines take the same pods. Yep. Yeah. So the simple answer is yes. Nespresso original versus Virtual. What's the difference? Virtual use a completely different type and size of coffee pod to previous Nespresso machines, meaning you can't use standard what? Nespresso pods. What? Or what? third-party varieties. Nespresso Virtual? I don't know. It makes it really hard now for me to... Why would you Well, basically, I went to a Nespresso, like... You ever see them in the little like super or in the little shopping malls, like the little pop up stand things? Yes. I went to one of those. Oh. But it makes me feel like not confident. Let's say if I do go to Starbucks, I can't just like willy nilly pick stuff up. Oh, I see. There are you can't get these ones in Hong Kong. They just have the original ones. Okay, our machine is called Virtual, but I don't know why or what or how it's different. Oh, oh don't know, man, but I am drinking that today. Okay. <laughs> well, we have roll reverse today. I'm drinking tea. Oh, nice. What mm-hmm. do you have? Oh, you here. Are you on the, now that you're back in Ireland, mm. are you on the berries? We have been at home, yes, with um, mummy and daddy have tea in the afternoon. So I've been it's drinking lovely, the berries tea. Do you like little... the berries? Yeah, it's nice. That would have been your first time trying it. I think it was. I probably mm-hmm. had it at some point, but I've never... Paid it's attention. not really a northern thing, you see. It's not. No. No. Well, I'm not actually drinking regular tea. I'm drinking Thompson's peppermint tea. Oh, nice. Because I spent the weekend with my friend Kirsty, mm-hmm. and she was she listens to the show, and she's just mm-hmm. like, "You should try peppermint tea. You should drink peppermint tea." Right. For me, I've always thought that like peppermint tea tastes like drinking toothpaste. <laughs> So I was like, mm, mm, no. I get what you're saying. I I find a packet and I'm going to give it another go for Kirsty for recommending it. <laughs> Let's see. 
And is it this specific brand she recommend? Did did Ugh, it tastes awful. Um It's <laughs> <laughs> all your fault, Kirsty. Oh, oh it tastes like minty leaves. I think you're either a mint person or you're not. Some I, people are all about the mint chocolate. Some people aren't. I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. Okay, Is that interesting. You're oh, so you, you can get on board with that. Yeah, oh yeah. Some people don't like that. I drink um, Options mint hot chocolate. Oh, oh that so sounds good. good. But minty, some, who I think it was you I was telling this to, mint tea can sometimes give me me a headache you said you had was it yeah and daddy was like oh you might be allergic to mint i think i might be it's a very i mean plants can be strong mm. so i got the i love uh twinings obviously everybody does mm. but there was a three mint tea so it was wow. like spearmint yeah yeah <laughs> i know and here's me like with like a sensitivity to mint it was like spearmint normal mint and some other kind of mint and I was like that's so cool and they're all mixed together oh boy did that give me a headache no way and I had to throw it out and like they're not the cheapest yeah mm-hmm. oh. but it was really nice so like if Kirsty likes mint tea that that blend was lovely uh-huh but I just I, it's obviously not compatible with me but um yeah. So you're you're not loving this, right? I'll now. keep drinking it. I'll try. Yeah. Like I used to hate celery, but now I like uh, celery. This is true. And now I eat it. So many. And I, I, I and I, I just I don't understand what happened and how that change happened. What the celery? The celery. It was like overnight. It, it was like it's because you just could eat it. There was this bar in Hong Kong that had right? really cheap um, Bloody Marys, and I oh. would just drink the Bloody Marys, and then. I would be kind of drunk and then I would like eat the celery afterwards and <laughs> and then I kept doing that every weekend for ages and then I just ended up really liking celery and now I eat it like quite a lot. <laughs> so the lesson is alcohol can make you healthy guys. Yeah. Get that message out there. That's amazing. I didn't know that's how it happened. Yeah I had celery in my uh, green smoothie thing today. Green juice. Oh I like celery. Mm-hmm. Lovely in soup. This conversation is oh. getting really boring. Once you oh. start talking about soup, you feel soup. like you're like 80, year, 80 years old. <laughs> Listen, we'll see if this conversation I have with mummy. Oh, yeah. She would love a soup conversation. Oh, God. She could talk <laughs> hours away. <laughs> Actually, whenever I left Kirsty, I was like, what are you going to have for dinner? She's like, oh, we're going to have soup. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Exciting. Enough with the soup conversation. What are you doing okay. for your me time? For me time, I'm actually going to do my nails today. I really need a new polish and I'm not up to date with trends. I don't know if I even care about trends, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I think my little Barbie pink polish is a bit dated. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know it is. Not Barbie pink. It's kind of, I don't know. It's like a sugary pink. I don't know, but. It's like my only polish I have. Uh-huh. Remember back in the day, you would have like 50 polishes. I had so many from Barry M. I loved all the colors. You had nearly their whole collection. And then they yeah. come out with like the limited edition ones. Do you remember? Sorry, that, that, that's beeping. I'm going to turn that's it That's Daddy sent us a message about yeah, coffee. But it, 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 yeah, our family is obsessed with coffee. Beverages like coffee, yeah. Um, what are you doing for your me time, Mary? I thought I would also talk about my nails. So whenever... Oh. I got my oh, nails done. Yeah. This is not a good story. Yeah. Well, I got my nails done uh, with the, what is it called? Like the gel? Sh- was it? Shalak. Was it Shalak? Shalak. Yeah. Shalak. I think it's Shalak. Whatever it's That's called. That's the way people in 
downside seven. And then we went to Trez's spa and we basically, it was just <laughs> My basically personal spa for Trez's Hindu. And it was basically a full day of being dipped in water. So like, mm. my nails just the, the floated <laughs> off. They just like ripped. So now they're like all like, they're like awful. They're like peeling like sideways and stuff. And they keep snapping. My fingernails are like so short. But I'm trying to grow Dude. them out. I'm just trying to be good. You're very good at growing them out. They should do, you know, like a little... FYI in the email to get your nails removed before you come to the spa. Yeah, don't do your nails before the spa. Yeah, imagine you had it done them. Or maybe it happened because they were old. Nails. Well, they were on for a while, but they weren't mm. really moving. Like, yeah, because they, oh, they don't move. They like, don't. they're on. Like, they weren't chipping or yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. So I don't know whether to get them done again before I go to America or just to let them heal. Yeah, that uh, that experience happened to me but mm. that I did it to myself where I picked it off mm-hmm. um and I remember it taking a long time to heal I'm not gonna lie to you yeah maybe I'll just leave it it's should I do them for should it. we do them for your wedding um I never thought about that I probably will the only reason I will is because I want a French manicure am I saying that right yeah French tips and French manicure. I've done it on myself before. And it's <laughs> shockingly bad. Like, shockingly bad. Uh-huh. And even when I think it's good and I get all excited and take a little picture, and then like a couple months later, I look back at that picture and I'll be like, oh my God, that was so bad. Why did I think that? Because when you do it yourself, you're like so proud, but in hindsight, like they're crap. I can never get them right. Mm. So I think let a professional do that. I never even thought about your guys' nails. Probably just get like a purpley color to match i was dress. thinking that it is a color that purple is easy you'll be able to yeah. oh yeah or even just french french nails as well it's very just classic yeah you could get french helps there, elongate there, your fingers as well is there a difference in price do french nails cost more uh i think it de- depends on the shallock and the experience of the beautician mm, or the okay. nail technician sorry sure look it's not none of it's really expensive so i think we do whatever yeah we want well i'll try to keep my nails good for your wedding then well i mean once you put shellac on top of them you can't see what's underneath <laughs> <laughs> the disaster underneath okay right uh today is a patreon request we're back to our okay. patrons okay we got a big we got a huge uh not a huge influx but we got like a few new patrons after we did the hong kong Hmm. murders oh yeah i just yeah you think that's why well we got four new patrons four or five new patrons in like two days after we released hmm. the video episode yeah oh so it was the oh, sorry i understand it was the video element not the hong kong element yeah i think it was the video element. okay gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so and um, this is karen hello karen hello karen and uh, thank you for supporting us and we will make other video eventually. Yes, I have. Don't want to dupe all these people that have signed up now. <laughs> Just imagine they sign up. Oh wow, video content, and they have one video. <laughs> one video. Yeah, I have another Hong Kong video in the can, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready to edit it, so it'll be released mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see. Shall we just get started? 
Let's do this, yeah. Let's do it. I've no idea what we're talking about today. I'm just going to jump in because you liked when I did that last time. Yeah. yeah. I get very confused, but, <laughs> but I, I, I always ask questions. I am that person. There's always that one person in work that like asks loads of questions. That is me. That's good. You have to ask the questions. Otherwise, it's just me. nothing greets me more of people that nod their heads, nod their heads, show you the work, and you're like, you said you understood. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, don't be that person, guys. Don't be that person. In 1933, Niall Joseph Malloy was born the youngest of eight children. Niall came from a rather affluent and important family. I was going to say with a name like Niall. What? <laughs> well, it makes you think of Fraser. What was his name? Niall something something. Niall. No, no this guy. Niall Joseph Malloy. Yeah, does that just not sound fancy to you? I suppose so. so it immediately struck me as fancy. Niall. Is it? Maybe it's the maybe it's the third name in the middle, the Joseph bit. But is that a double barrel name or is that just his middle name? Just his middle name. Oh, so that means he's gonna be a feckin' serial killer or some shit. Oh, you are mm. you are like mm. out here like swinging trash. <laughs> We're like one <laughs> sentence in. <laughs> this poor person could be a victim. And you are full <laughs> of full of ideas already. Alright. Okay. okay. Give me a bit more info there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the murder mystery night we did at the hen it oh was like my hello my name is so and so i work for so and so you did it it was you. <laughs> it was you but we were actually right what the, the the guy that came down and said hello blah 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 and i said you've got a debt to your boss i was like well it was you i thought it was too easy and then it was him but it was too obvious that it, it was, was too him. obvious so then we tried to come up with different theories yeah but it wasn't the obvious anyway Niall came from a rather affluent and important family. His father was a senator as well as a farmer. What? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you could do both. Yeah. They yeah. don't. Okay. But I guess you, can you be a farmer and you just have hired laborers? Hands. Yeah. You just don't hear those two combos. No. But we're somewhere rural. Rural. And when you say senator, that's American. Yes. So we are in America. We are in Ireland. Oh, we're in Ireland. I believe Ireland has senators. What? I think so. Oh, guys. This is what they refer to him as in the documentary. Don't Uh-oh. don't overthink it. We're done with the father already. Uh, or, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to get on board with this. Okay. I know very little about politics. So. Oh, same. Growing up on a farm, Niall showed a keen interest in horses. When he was just 14, he jumped a horse to victory in a prestigious competition. In his final year at school, he decided to enter the priesthood and was selected to finish his studies at the Irish College in Rome. Wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> there. Probably in 1993. It's like, you're a big deal if you're doing that. Uh, no, no, this isn't like the... F- oh yeah, he was born 50s. in 93. He's born. Okay, you okay. always do this. You I get stuck in your... He was born in 1933, so he would have been in Rome in the 50s. 50s. Okay. Oh, imagine Rome in the 50s. It would have been beautiful. Except he can't enjoy all the nice things. Why? You know, cute dresses and girls in the 50s. And oh. He's in the flipping building with other dudes. I'm sure he went out and got boats. pizza and espressos. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 
It was his choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to Rome? Never, have you? No, I have, yeah. And I did the whole Vatican thing. Everybody says it's... right. (laughs) Yeah, it's good, but like, you kind of know what it's going to be like. You know what's coming. It's exactly what you expect. It's like gold that the church owns, and you're like, great. 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 Uh, He was ordained in Rome in 1957. Immediately after his ordination, Father Niall, now, uh, left the Vatican and returned to Ireland to begin his priesthood. I'm starting to feel like he's not going to be a serial killer. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> like there's a serial killer priest. You definitely know about it. By yeah, serial killer priest. I wonder if there oh, is yeah. a serial killer priest. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good movie. That'd be good. Around the same time, Father Niall's childhood friend, Teresa Brennan, married Richard Flynn. And the three became close friends. In 1965, Father Niles' father, Father Niles' father, the senator, mm-hmm. he died, leaving mm-hmm. Father Niles 65,000 pounds. Nice. Do you want to know? What's how a priest going to do with 65,000 pounds? Oh, you're going to find out. Uh oh. Oh. <gasps> uh oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's about this priest. Isn't there a priest who had basically the same. You can cut this out. Uh-huh. It's the same story as that. Um, was it a bishop in Father Ted who like fathered a child with some woman in America? Oh my god, that's crazy! I just watched that episode <gasps> with Jaron. Oh, Father Ted! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jaron's just like, I need to watch Father Ted. I don't get anybody's jokes, and so we've been watching it. And that was the one we watched I... just there now with dinner. Oh, I feel so jealous of Jaron. Yeah. He gets it all like for the first time. He does. I don't think. It's sort of like the cultural references sort of go mm. over his head a little bit. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's just like like the laughing <laughs> priest and he's like, ah, 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 what do you know? Ah, 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 where's the, ah, 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 ah. And it's like, oh my God, he's such a stereotype priest. I know. And I don't think oh, Darren quite grasped that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. You got to do that. Bishop. I think his name Brennan? is Brennan. No, Bishop is Brennan? it Bishop Brennan? I think it is Bishop Brennan, right? But the, there's also someone above him. What's what's the level above? Isn't that Archbishop then? Maybe Archbishop. Mm. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Anyway, this is so crazy. You know, this episode is coming out after the Bishop and the Nighty. Oh, <laughs> this is a holy month. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so don't you want to know how much sixty-five thousand pounds is in today's money? I do. So Father Niall was left 1.4 million pounds in today's money. Get out of here. Not crazy. Is it no siblings? He did have siblings. Eight? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were Sorry, rich. you said that. I so, did. so wait, did they each get 1.4 or? Probably, yeah. Probably I don't know. didn't give it all to the priest, no offence. Because mm. the other suck. ones, you know, had, had families of their own. Yeah, or, and businesses yeah. and stuff, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> okay. So the money didn't go to Father Niall's head. He continued to live a frugal lifestyle, but he did heavily invest the money in his hobby. Horses. Oh, cute. Still into horses. I'm just like, this is such a nice little story. I'm just like, where is it going to go wrong? <laughs> oh. By 1972, he had a joint business with Teresa Flynn. You're allowed to have a business as a priest? I suppose so. What? Both had money to invest, 
She had the land and he had the eye for stock and breeding. In the early 70s, Father Niall was an army chaplain and based in the costume barracks in Athlone. While working here, Father Niall lived at the Flynn's home where he had his own private room. And is the Flynn the businesswoman partner or is it the couple that he was friendly with or both? Both. They're all the same people. This is the same person. Okay. Yes. In 1976, Richard Flynn, Trees' husband, decided he had had enough of farming and eased himself out of farming and also into business. Imagine a living priest. I know. What a cramp on your sex life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. The Flynn sold some of their farmland and moved a few miles down the road to a house, which they bought from their friends, the Good Bodies. I know. Fake name. I think it's their real name. That is hilarious. (gasps) Oh my god, sorry to anyone who has that name. I think it's a real surname. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Just I'm just suspicious of everything. You are. The Flynn's moved into Kilcorsey House in Clara, County Offaly. An absolute beast of a house. Massive, over 150 years old. And when you say the Flynn's, like, priest in tow as well, like, they brought their priest with them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and their horses. This is a weird setup. Yeah. yeah, it is. With 60 acres around Kilcorsey House, Father Niall and Mrs. Teresa Flynn were able to grow their horse business. There is paper trail evidence that Father Niall did most of the buying through a series of joint bank accounts. But one thing which wasn't on paper, was a formal business partnership. What? Mm-hmm. Instead, Teresa and Niall's agreement was based on trust. LOL. Although you do think you can trust a priest, right? You would think mm. that. I think that's how it was done back then as well. Some people did the handshake agreements or whatever. Yeah, handshake deals, yeah. For years, the informal arrangement was going well until the mid-80s, when friends and family noticed the priest was not himself. (gasps) On Saturday, July the 6th, 1985, Ralph Parks married Maureen Flynn, the Flynn's daughter. Father Niall Malloy did not officiate nor attend the ceremony. What? But was at the Kilcorsey house for the reception. Oh yeah, priests always show for the dinner. No (laughs) offence, anyone's a priest. No offence. That is so true. <laughs> Tell Jaren he might not know that. That is a thing here. <laughs> Priests love dinner. <laughs> oh, their sandwiches. Yeah, and tea and oh, cake and, and anything food related. <laughs> oh, it's sad really when you think about it. It's the only little joy they have. <laughs> I'm just really depressed myself. <laughs> oh. It's not a great oh, life. God. It's not life for me anyway. No, me neither, dear God. Mm. Many of his and Teresa's friends from the world of horses were at the wedding, which went off without a hitch. There were no signs of any stress or drama. On Sunday, the next day, the wedding celebrations continued. In the afternoon, Teresa Flynn hosted a buffet lunch, which Father Niall also attended. <laughs> At about 3.30. By 5pm, most of the guests had left and the wedding celebrations were finally over. Richard and Teresa Flynn and Father Niall then took a quick trip 
at 7 p.m. to visit their friends, the good bodies who they had bought the house off. Mm. By 9 p.m., the three were back in Kilcorsey House. God, it's just a big third wheeler in the I car know, them when they own their house. Right? Like, what is this? It's weird. I do, but wait, wouldn't other priests have kind of frowned upon this? You think? That this priest is living in their marital home? That's not the priest setup. Like, the priest setup mm-hmm. is there's a priest house, you bunch them all together, and you hope for the best. I, it that, it like, is like a really big house. Like, it's like a mansion. Right. I just but did the optics of it aren't I, I great. Agree. I'm really shocked that this was going on. And, and maybe this is a thing that I don't know about. Maybe people housed priests. I don't maybe. know. But but especially, it, I think it's especially weird that they're not like family. Like maybe yeah, if it was his yeah, yeah, yeah. sister or brother. Oh but yeah, it's no, just, totally. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. The friend element is just so far mm. removed for me. It just makes me think something going on there. Hmm. But there's probably not, but I don't know. By 9pm, the three were back in Kilcorsey House, driving by the younger Flynn's and their friends. They had decided to keep on partying and were off to the local pub, where they stayed until after closing time, when the pub finally kicked the party out. Mm -hmm. The family, Anita and Sandra Flynn, Ralph and now Maureen Parks, Mm -hmm. as well as two wedding guests, Dennis and Murray Hector, all went back to stay at Kilcorsey House at 1am. When they arrived, they were sobered up by a gruesome sight. What? Oh, sorry, I heard an echo. That was really loud. I heard an echo on your side. <laughs> that was loud. That was really loud. I scared myself. Oh my God, okay, it's either... It's like a dead horse or like a... It can't be any of the thruple, the priest or Richard or... Um, oh my god, her name is... Teresa. It can't be anyone. When they arrived at Kilcorsey House, bludgeoned and dying on Richard and Teresa Flynn's bedroom floor... What? ...was Father Niall Malloy. Mariam. How do I not know about this? He was 52 years old. How do I not know about this? I did not know about this either. It is a mad case. You blow my mind. That's why I'm like, nothing is going on. <laughs> it's going to be a dead horse, a business deal gone, you know, yeah. some kind of weird, someone kill your horse because you, oh, but because I'm like, if something, ha- what? Mm-hmm. What kind of are we in? Awfully. Why do I not know about it? Was it? I guess it was back in the what, 80s. 80s? We're in the 80s. Mm, okay, maybe that's why. Yeah, God, no, I didn't know just, either. Right, I feel like I was lulled into a false sense of security, <laughs> like horses and priests, like nothing can go bad. Dude. Yeah. He's on their bedroom floor. Mm-hmm. What age is he at this point? Do you know? 52. Sorry you said that. Oh, that's so young. It is young. Ooh, it's also young enough that he could have been, you know. What? Getting it on with the wife. Oh. Please forgive me, father, <laughs> but maybe this is a completely innocent man. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about this story. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, things are just popping into my head. Uh-huh. So, the kids walk in from the wedding. Why the heck do they go into the parents' bedroom anyway? Well, I think the house was in a disaster. Chaotic. It was chaotic. And, okay. Yeah. So, the husband and wife aren't trying to hide uh, it. Hide this. Yeah. Like, clean this. No. Yeah. But yeah. it looks like it was them. <gasps> well, we'll have to keep going, okay. eh? 
All right. Oh my god, poor priest, or maybe not. <laughs> bad, bad priest, maybe. Shortly after Father Niall Malloy's body was discovered on the bedroom floor, Richard Flynn phoned Father James. Oh, I forgot his surname. I think it's Degan. Degan. Okay. So the the parents are saying they also found him. Mm, we're going to get into it. This is a spotty case. There's a lot of gaps. I, I was just going to say, it sounds it's going to be a whole like Jean Bonnet thing. Uh-huh. Oh, we find, we find the priest. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Flynn phoned Father James and asked him to come to Kilcorsey House and to be prepared to anoint someone for their last rites. Well, they're dead? No, dying. Oh, he was just dying? He was dying. He wasn't dead at that point? No. Love how he calls a priest first and not the ambulance. Oh, I know. That's the first thing I thought. It's like you're calling a priest. Please. Father James arrived within minutes. He quickly went upstairs and anointed Father Niall. Father- <laughs> he needs medical attention. Not some moisturising oil on his head. <laughs> He's probably like, what the fuck are you doing to me right now? <laughs> Oh. Call an ambulance. Oh my god, that's awful. I know. Well, maybe he was like, there's no saving him, probably. Well, oh. Father James said he did not recognize Father Niall's face. Stop it. Mm. Stop. No, but see, I don't know that you get into the whole last rites at that point if someone is needing urgent and if they're in a pulp. Like, I don't, I, I'm not really I wonder sure that, if that happens. Priests are meant to be like, did you cut, like, they surely yeah. they have a duty of care as well. Like, did you they call the emergency say. services? Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, like, fair enough. Fine, go to the scene if the police aren't there. Yeah, yeah. Do your oil thing, whatever. But like, ah, uh, I don't know. That's freaking weird. Damn. He would have freaked out when he seen his face, and he would have been thinking, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. they're gonna kill me now." These priest killers. <laughs> priest killers. Like, it very much looks like them. Who the hell? has something against this priest mm-hmm. unless someone to do with the business mm-hmm. like a client mm-hmm. at about 2am at about 2am about this about, poor girl sorry this poor what? girl's wedding I know Can you imagine? this is the worst outcome of a wedding the, mur- the murder worst. and the way you were like the wedding went without a hitch I was like oh the dream like <laughs> you know and then this is always for ever going to be connected to that day for her oh yeah in her oh, mind yeah. like i know the man's dead and all that but like i do feel for her as well i'm like i know apparently oh it was God. a really swanky wedding it was like because oh. they the flins were very like a uh, high society like a lot of money okay. well off so they would have poured a lot of money and <sighs> now you got a dead priest in your bedroom i just I'll yeah fucking just, bring oh. you down the ranks <laughs> 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 Pretty much the worst scenario that you can have in your bedroom. Why was he in the bedroom? I don't. You have to listen. You don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We can't just skip to the end. Is this going to be a two-parter? This is going to be a three-parter. Okay, right. That that sounds right to me right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. At about 2 a.m., a doctor was finally contacted an hour after he was like, <gasps> the kids found him in the house on Awful. the Awful. Oh, wait, 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 wait. A doctor? Was that the way things were done back then? You call a doctor, not an ambulance? Mm. Weird. Father James and a Flynn family member drove, drove six miles away to inform Dr. Daniel O'Sullivan. Does it know 
Wait, there were phones. Why yeah. did they drive? They did not call 999 and ask for what? emergency services. Instead, they drove. Here, do you think they're trying to keep all this on the, like, hush-hush in case he survives and they just don't want it getting to the authorities in mm. case... But he doesn't sound like he's in a way that he would survive. They also drove to Dr. O'Sullivan, despite the fact that only a few yards down the road, Dr. Corby, a friend of the family, was already on call and asleep by his house phone. So they didn't want him to know for some reason. He, maybe he, Dr. Colby had a big mouth. They drove past his house, out of the way for six minutes. Six miles, sorry. To Daniel oh O'Sullivan's. God. And then they would have drove, drove back, back to Kilcorsey. Mm. Yeah. By the time Dr. Think about how bad that's going to look. No. It, okay. and, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, mm. oh. Maybe people didn't think like that back then. By the time Dr. O'Sullivan, the priest and the Flynn's arrived back at Kilcorsey House, Father Niall was dead. <gasps> so by the time the doctor gets there, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Well done, everybody. Dr. O'Sullivan noted that his body was still warm and the priest had just passed. With all this drama, Teresa Flynn, who was still in the bedroom, was hysterical. Oh, God. Dr. O'Sullivan sedated her and then drove her <gasps> to the hospital in his car. Oh, yeah. She gets to go to the hospital. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. It wasn't until 3.15, over two hours after Father Niall's body had been found, that the guards were finally oh alerted by what? By Father James. The priest had to the, call the, the guards. At about 3.15am oh. on Monday the 8th of July, Sergeant Kevin Ford was awakened by an abrupt knock on his door. It was Father James. He informed Sergeant Ford that a priest was lying dead in Richard and Teresa Flynn's house. Can you imagine hearing that news? I know. In the 80s. In the 80s. A priest oh. is dead in a couple's bedroom. <sighs> Apparently, Father James described the situation as a terrible scandal. And he asked <laughs> and he asked Sergeant Ford if there was any way it could be kept quiet. Yeah, this is how everyone's been acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is so Ireland. Mm-hmm. Hush, hush. At 3.30, Sergeant Ford arrived at Kilcorsey House. When Sergeant Ford arrived, Richard Flynn was sitting on the couch in the living room. He was calm and composed and drinking a cup of coffee. Okay, Richard. Richard looked up at the sergeant and apologised for it being so late. It's a messy oh. old business, Richard <gasps> added. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he sounds like? Hey. Some people will know who this is. Tom Buchanan from The Great Gatsby. That's oh, what I'm picturing in my head right now. The Her rich, husband. The rich one married to Daisy, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's just, like, that kind of language uh-huh. of, like, there's something really heinous and it's just like, oh, this business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's a psychopath, it sounds like. Also, so he's sitting drinking a cup of coffee. It's so early in the morning and these poor kids from the wedding, they're dealing with this drunk uh-huh. They come home and they are, can you, like, yeah. your brain, like, would be fried. Uh-huh. How do you deal with that when you're so drunk? But you know whenever you're drunk also, and something... They drove, they drove a oh, doctor. Drunk? But you know whenever you're... It sobers you up. Sometimes it mm. really does sober you up. That's true. I don't know what that is. Like, that's happened to me. That is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So don't do it. Don't don't do it. Don't drink and drive. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, I know. It feels so stupid to have to even say. But maybe back then it wasn't as much of a... Mm, Probably in the 80s, yeah. Yeah. The sergeant was directed to the bedroom where he indeed saw Father Niall Malloy deceased on the floor. Sergeant Ford viewed the body. Father Niall laid on his back between the bedroom door and the wall of the adjoining bathroom. Although That's the room kind of so weird. Hmm? Say that again. Between the bedroom wall and the bathroom. Between the bedroom door and the wall of the adjoining bathroom. I guess sort he of... stood up against the wall. Wait. There's like a reconstruction. He's sort of just like basically in the middle of the room. All right, okay. But like maybe he was standing in front of the door and like wouldn't leave or was like it looked like he was leaving? probably in the bathroom, sort of. Oh, okay. Of the bedroom. Yes, okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Although the room was not in complete disarray, it was quite obvious that Father Niall had been viciously beaten to death. Oh my god. He had injuries, gashes, and blood all over his face. Sergeant Ford answered Father James's question on the matter if it could be kept quiet, saying to the priest, it would have to be fully investigated. Obviously. Like, how do you even keep... Like, it's a dead priest, a dead anybody. Mm-hmm. They're going to notice he's missing. He has a parish, I, I'm assuming. He, he's yes. serving in the parish. Like, people are going to notice he's like, gone. Maybe if, like, you know, the, the priest died and there's no blood like maybe he had a heart attack in somebody's room and just say maybe yeah, you could keep that quiet like the coroner's gonna see it and then everyone's gonna and then yeah well is he gonna have a closed coffin that's <laughs> not the done thing in ireland why is this a closed coffin like there's no way of keeping it under wraps oh yeah and also why should you someone needs to be punished for this yes i think i don't understand why that priest was he's trying to like protect that. the catholic church because Mm. he's putting two and two together we're all putting two and two together the summer like you the, the, you're gonna go straight to he was having an affair with Teresa. Mm. i think that's where everyone's head's gonna go mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or with the man oh many priests have been known to be gay mm-hmm. i'm gonna this say that true. because it's true an hour after sergeant ford's arrival inspector tom monaghan also arrived on the scene this was when richard flynn stated to both the guards I am the culprit. Who said that? Richard. Just came out with that. Mm-hmm. He admitted it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Inspector Monaghan then asked Richard whether he had found his wife and Father Niall in a compromising position. <laughs> love the language. I love the wording. Yeah, right. Mr. Flynn answered, no, nothing like that. What? It was a silly row over who should fetch the next drink. Ah, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language, everybody. Richard went on to describe the situation. That Teresa and Father Niall attacked him. What? So Richard... He's going against his own wife? Yes. So Richard knocked his wife unconscious with one blow. Then not making you look good, man. <laughs> then But struck... wasn't she in a good state? They were all drinking. No, 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 sorry. But physically, I didn't think she'd, she'd been roughed up. Uh... Just, I think she was just punched and unconscious. Okay. okay. And then after striking his wife or punching her, he then struck Father Niall twice. This man is just hitting women <laughs> in the priest. He's just admitting to it. But That's you know, what's women funny to me. It's just so absurd. Uh-huh. He's just coming out with it. When the inspectors wow. asked Richard to sign a statement, 
Richard declined and said he would give a full statement the next day. The following. Oh, is he going to change what he says? I guess you'll have to find out in oh. part two. Can't believe he just came out with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he was drunk. They were all drinking. He just no, but like that. You know, maybe that. That's what brought it out, that he just... He was just impulsive. It, it can be a kind of a truth serum of sorts, mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> Holy moly. All right, we'll see you on episode two. Yeah, review and subscribe. Uh, thank you, Karen, for this request. Trez is obviously yeah, loving you're it. Coming at, you're starting off with a bang, Karen. <laughs> right, okay. Bye-bye. Stand well, you guys. Bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page. <laughs>